Hello, and welcome to another episode of In the End, a Morbidly Curious podcast. I'm your co-host, Emma Hitchcock. And I'm Tara Ingman. And like, Emma. Oh my god. (laughs) I just discovered this old NPR story. It's from a couple of years ago, so like, you might have seen it when it came out. Mm. I definitely was not aware of this until today. (laughs) All right. What? But apparently, in Louisiana, they have a problem when it floods with coffins that are like that have not been like buried under the ground because right Louisiana has all of these like above ground like mausoleums and vaults and all of these sorts of things yeah right Mm -hmm. so coffins that have been put into these types of above ground structures like when it floods which because it's Louisiana it does all the goddamn time time. yep those coffins like escape from their (laughs) vaults yes (laughs) And I, think like, I know which article you're talking about. Yeah. Nope. Float <laughs> away through the streets of the city. Yes. That is a thing that happens. <laughs> I just learned this. <laughs> I mean, it makes perfect sense. But like one of those things I had never stopped to consider before, like coffins floating down the street in the floods. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it creates like a wonderful mental image of just. Absolutely. I mean, it's yeah, it's not surprising. And when we talked about uh, unclaimed bodies, we talked about Heart Island, which is having a similar problem when it storms. Right. Like the, right. the bodies yeah. are falling. But yeah, because coffins have um, pretty high buoyancy generally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. made of wood. Yeah. They like <laughs> pop up and float away. <laughs> And sometimes escape the cemetery, and then they can't. Um, they have trouble oh, identifying them because right. historically there hasn't been any identifying marks. And after Hurricane Katrina, they actually started um, requiring coffins to have some sort of identification marker mm. on it. So they could like, like a plaque or something with a name. Figure out who this was <laughs> belonged yeah, to. And like put it back where it belongs right uh but often what that turned into is people putting like the death certificate into the the coffin or like paper labels which then in a flood disappear so like like guys that's that's not a fix to the problem right a rather imperfect system as it were but then you know but then if you think about it like in my opinion the whole system of like coffins or caskets is weird. Like it's just weird to me. Like the instinct. I, yeah, yeah, I to, agree. To put a body in a box and then bury the box. <laughs> seems weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely agree. Like, could we not just bury the body? Like, why do we need the box? But like, you have to have the box. I don't know. It's, it's now the whole thing is very strange. Yeah, yeah. Now culturally, but I mean, so all right, cool. Let's. Uh, Let's talk about coffins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Hooray. Coffins. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Historically, I mean, cremation has always been a popular method of body disposal, but even uh, cultures that chose to bury, bury their dead instead to keep the body like intact or whatever, um, they would just wrap them in a shroud and Mm -hmm. bury them. So like coffins are weird. And a reasonably, not a reasonably new phenomena, obviously, um, but like <laughs> as a cultural kind of requirement, that's a pretty new right. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And actually, so at the top, I'm going to use these two words pretty interchangeably, but I would like to explain the difference between a coffin and a casket. Ooh, is there a difference? I don't think, I think I thought they were the same thing. Two words for the same thing. Yeah, so most people do, and most people use them interchangeably. Um, And if you look up the definition of of casket, it will tell you, like, a fancy coffin. But that Mm, is not actually true. So, I mean, it's true in the way that we use it. But, like, originally, so the major difference is that a coffin has six sides. An actual proper Ah. coffin is what we think of when we think of like the Halloween version of the coffin. Right. Where it's yeah, narrower yeah, at like the bottom. Yeah, yeah, like Dracula coffin. Right. Yeah, it's narrower at the bottom and wider uh-huh. at the top. And the reason that that was developed is to save on material. That takes less material than just like a rectangular box? Yeah, they're generally a little smaller and it's sized to fit the actual shape of the human body. So you don't have right. all of that extra space metal down by the or, legs yeah yeah metal or okay. wood required yeah. so you're it's less surface area right yeah okay cover. that that even if though it's more angles yes it is less like volume and therefore mm-hmm. less surface area yeah because okay, like the bottom sense. and the top still need to cover how much space so you're like saving right all right of that. Um, yeah yeah fair enough so yeah so that's the difference the coffin has six sides um huh a casket, and a casket is, is like a rectangular a rectangle. box. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And Interesting. A, ca- a casket is usually the one, like another distinction in the industry is it's the one that has like the brass handles and stuff on the sides so you can huh. carry it. And things. the coffin doesn't have Historically handles? hasn't had the fancy stuff on it. It's just like, huh. this is a box just specifically a box. for right. dead people. Michelle right. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> in the cheapest and most efficient way possible. And actually, if you look at the industry today, um, there is a difference. Like, coffins proper are just cheaper than caskets, hmm. just because they're usually less ornate and right, they use right. less material. So, yeah, interesting. Very interesting. But I am probably just going to use them interchangeably for most of yeah. this because yeah. reasons. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> because that's like the actual usage of the word. Right. And actually, casket is pretty Western. Like it's it's generally American specific, but um, like they don't use that term outside of kind of Western culture. They just don't hmm. distinguish. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, maybe you don't know the answer to this. Are there like two different words for these two things in like other languages for example like in i don't know french or russian like Probably. is it just one word no matter what i mean the russians are so hyper specific in their language I'm the sure russians they have definitely have like <laughs> 30 different words <laughs> depending on the material and the right. type and the size and the everything yeah for sure teacher <laughs> what is the word for to hold hands and dance around the christmas tree that that, <laughs> that is the word <laughs> Um, so yes, I'm yes. sure they have, or like where you're burying it or how you use it or like whatever. Right. Like they definitely but, have a minimum of 30 different words to describe right. this box. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know specifically. Yeah. Interesting. And I never okay. encountered that, uh, studying Russian and point of fact, actually, what is the Russian word for coffin? I'm now curious. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know they use like, uh, instead of mausoleum, they use mausolee, but like, huh. 
I mean, I know the word for grave in a bunch of different languages, right. but like <laughs> coffins specifically, not a lot of coffins in the Near Eastern Bronze Age, although they do occur sometimes, but. They do. They have two different words. Huh. Along the same distinction, I wonder. I'm not going to get that maybe not. far. Yeah. But no, Russian has a uh, grob, which means huh. coffin. And then they have shkatulka. Okay. Uh, which means <laughs> casket. So they nice. at least have two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, no. They've got uh, five that come up here. That's <laughs> of cool. course they do. <laughs> of what course they that? do. Oh, but that would be for like an urn. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Russian <laughs> has at least two. That's all I know. That's all I got for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, looking at the sort of the history of it, I think uh, one of the earliest examples we get of this that people always go to is the Egyptian sarcophagus. And I'm going to ask you Mm -hmm. 35 questions about this because this is more (laughs) your area of expertise. Um, But they, the sarcophagus is like an outer Uh shell. And then they had like an inner shell coffin around like a mummified body. And from what I saw, and you can walk me through where I go wrong on this, um, they would... um, like mummify the body and Mm -hmm. if they were wealthier like if they were top tier wealthy if they were like the one percent right um they would uh (laughs) they would put them in the inner coffin and then they would do these like super ornate sarcophagi Uh that we see for like tut and stuff that were often made of like precious metals or stone and wood and sometimes pottery that they would use yeah in the building of it yeah um and then like below that so like not the not the one percent but like the upper echelons um they didn't go that ornate with it they would mummify the body and put it in some sort of simplified version of the Mm -hmm. sarcophagus yeah um but much like many other cultures below that they would like well as you put it one time half-ass mummify the bodies and then just wrap (laughs) them in a shroud yes and like bury them yeah yeah absolutely yeah okay yeah Cool. Yeah, the only thing I think is that's important to point out about the Egyptian sarcophagi is that they're especially like all of the like both the inner and the outer ones, because there can also be like multiple ones. I think mm-hmm. I am not an Egyptologist, so like, that I know. <laughs> BT dubs many, um, many times. <laughs> I'm aware of that, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> it can be like a like a matryoshka situation, like yeah. Russian nesting doll situation, yeah. right? So you have like multiple ones inside between like the big outer stone sarcophagus usually made of stone and like the mummified body inside but they are usually shaped more or less like an actual human body right right? so when you Mm -hmm. see these in museums like the feet stick out and they have like they have all of these curves right it's not just like a box with straight sides it's like right they have shaped like a body topography to them yeah yes exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, there was a period I was reading about in, uh, kind of the Roman empire. There was one Roman emperor whose name I forgot to write down, um, who kind of popularized <laughs> making their own version of like stone sarcophagi. They seem to be simplified. They weren't quite as like ornate and fabulous as the right. ancient Egyptian ones. And then we also see the Celts starting around 700. So like way later, but, um, mm. around 700 used uh, stone burial boxes in some cases and it mm-hmm. does seem to fall on 
once again, like socioeconomic lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you go to the east, well, it takes a long time to like carve a stone sarcophagus. Stone. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, is... like that's a big input of like definitely time and labor and possibly materials, depending yeah. on where you are and like what kind of stone you're using and that sort of thing. Right, which is again why the impulse seems insane to me. Like dating this <laughs> yeah, far back, yeah. like if you yeah. consider the tools that were available at the time, <laughs> uh, the notion of like let's go hew mm-hmm. some stone out of this quarry and like drag it over here and then like carefully shape it and like this is nonsense um, to like bury it in the ground, right? Yeah. To like shove it in the ground and be like high five, yeah, good yeah. work, us. And they couldn't like Instagram the picture of it, you know. To be like, look at all the hard work I did. Um, and then if you look at the east, there are examples of wooden coffins dating back to like 5000 BC. They found some. Hmm. Um, they didn't find the actual um, coffin because they were wood. Right. And so it like. Obviously. Yeah. But they found um, spaces and like remnants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, appear yeah. to have been. Um, yeah. And, and they. What I thought was interesting is that the wood that they used tended to be, like, a really floral wood. So it was, like, nice huh. smelling, which I think is interesting because huh. if you're going to yeah. – at the time, we're talking 5,000 BC. Again, we don't have refrigeration. <laughs> so, like, yeah, 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 that's a good move, actually. Yeah. No, that's something that we – that, like, has – in the last couple of years has become more and more of um, – a topic of research in the archaeology of death is like the sensuous aspect of it, the sensual aspect. So like the smells and the sounds and, you know, this sort of thing. And like, yeah, for sure. It's easy for us now to forget because like most of the dead bodies that we tend to encounter now are either as in, you know, the Jewish or the Muslim traditions, like, very recently dead and buried right. immediately. Mm-hmm. Or as in, like, the European and, like, American tradition embalmed. So, right. like, it's easy for us to forget that, like, <laughs> dead bodies decompose and are, like, Rather super quickly. unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's some necessity in uh-huh, for sure. In that. And that's actually a pretty good segue because the next thing I was going to talk about was um, in the Jewish faith because they have hmm. pretty specific specifications for their coffins. So, yes, you need to bury <laughs> your dead. That does not surprise me. <laughs> quickly. Um, and then the, they consider death to be the great equalizer. So mm-hmm. the reason they have these specifications is that you don't get a class strata right, right. set up mm-hmm. um, yeah. at, like, basically your funeral or whatever. So... Um, it has to be made of very simple wood. Mm-hmm. There can be no kind of like adornment on it, and you're not allowed to use any metal in creating the coffins. Um, hmm. So they use wooden pegs instead of like nails in it. They'll use wooden uh-huh. pegs yeah. to like, piece it together. Yeah, um, yeah, the wooden nails. And that historical tradition that, you know, most people following the Jewish faith today would, would still go with. Like you can find that if you go on um, – uh, funeral home websites or uh-huh. co- I'm going to call it coffin dispensaries. Um, <laughs> there's like a subsection for yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. ones that adhere to the, the Jewish structure. Can, can I ask, do you know when that started? 
like within the Jewish specifically community. has that been around like since you know the beginning since like the first millennium bc Back i'm just thinking day. because there's not a lot of wood in like israel and right. the Le- levant you know so like wood it, like mandating that everyone has to be buried in a wooden coffin is like kind of a big deal at the time if we're talking about you know like iron age southern levant area like it would not be that easy i feel like to get that much wood um i mean i know today that they will still just kind of do the shroud like in israel for example they'll still just do the shroud so i i okay okay yeah um i am not sure exactly when or where like Mm -hmm. i'm not jewish um (laughs) But, uh, I, yeah, I know. And unlike green burial, I know is acceptable for a lot yeah. of modern modern Jews. Huh, so, okay. So it's I think like it's, if you're going to have a coffin, this is what it has this to is be. What but like you can be. also just be buried in a shroud type of a thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, I, got, I gotcha. It's doing I'm away with you. any kind of ostentatious show of wealth. Right. Yeah. 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 For, yeah. for Dan. Um, but so for thousands of years, like these caskets or coffins or whatever were generally just for the nobility and the aristocrats and so then Mm -hmm. we have like um it shifts at least in the u.s it starts shifting to it was like furniture makers who took this over Mm. they're like (laughs) i'm already making stuff out of wood like would you like me to make a box for you to be buried and so it was a really like hyper local industry um and again as i mean you would have to be wealthier to be able to afford to have a furniture maker uh-huh. make a, a coffin for you. Um, but as the industrial revolution starts to happen, and as people have like more free time and more specialized industry, then like we start seeing coffin making as its own thing, like as its own profession. As a, yeah, mm-hmm. huh? Interesting. As a, like its own separate industry, because honestly, furniture makers tended to be kind of the local undertakers. Huh. Also, like, like that was just like an because overlap. they were making the coffins, or before they were making the coffins, and then they also just start, you know, like which. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the chicken oh, and the okay. egg there. Okay. I imagine it's because they had the capacity to make the coffins and like right, space right. to store the bodies, and they had to yeah. haul furniture around, so they had like a rather large cart that they could like carts put... and yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, interesting. But. So, like, I make tables and also bury your dead. Okay. <laughs> sure. But, yeah, yeah, and then we start getting into more specialized labor. So it mm-hmm. it diverges. Um, steel caskets or, like, metal caskets in general kind of start reasonably regular production in the 1840s. Um, hmm. Okay. So, like, pre, pre-Civil War in the U.S., yeah. which is yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that is about the time where it does genuinely start to become its own distinct industry away from, because obviously, mm-hmm. like, a steel version of this is not going to be producible by, like, a guy who makes <laughs> tables. So, <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the biggest companies uh, in the U.S., and from here on, I'm going to talk largely about the U.S. because, again, we sort of set the standard for a lot of these things because we were like, mm-hmm. caskets. Look at us being fancy with our dead. Um, there's a company called Batesville. Um, 
that started in the 1800s, and it's actually <laughs> still one of the top producers in the U.S. Um, mm. But they started producing metal caskets, and they developed a process uh, kind of early, like right before World War, or like during World War I, um, that made mass production of metal coffins cheaper mm. than traditional wooden ones. So this becomes huh. like the uber Interesting. Um, so mm. everybody gets buried in metal coffins for like a couple of decades or whatever. Yeah. So uh, there's a shift towards it. And then at a certain point, um, these producers just like stopped making wooden ones altogether. Huh. Because crazy. it was cheaper and more efficient to just make metal ones. And then there was like some outcry and the company started making wooden ones again. So now you can find both, obviously. Both. But, um, See, I didn't even know that, though. I have never had to plan a funeral mm. for someone. And so, like, have never gone coffin shopping. Oh, we will talk about that, my friend. <laughs> but so, like, I am totally unaware that, like, I was totally unaware until this very moment that metal <laughs> coffins were even a thing that like existed yeah that seems totally bizarre to me for very yeah i mean for a very long time partly i mean it's cheaper to produce they last longer so if your point of view is like respecting and preserving the body or whatever like it i think as humans we're like oh this will protect it better like it's nonsense because it's going (laughs) to decay anyway but like yeah yeah Uh, i'm gonna put it in this you'll pet. protect the soup for longer okay yeah anyway <laughs> yeah they had like steel and cast iron and they start making i mean all these like you've got zinc lined coffins and you've got lead lined coffins now you've got yeah, like, yeah, all yeah. kinds of right like things. lined coffins yes but like but when like, i hear the words lead lined coffin i assume it's, it's like wood. a wooden box yeah. with a lining of lead a not of true it's just like a coffin made of lead why don't we just say lead coffin then well, because it can be wood with a lead line. Huh, okay. Like those okay. Would be two but not necessarily. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. But Interesting. Yes, still a thing. You can definitely, a lot of them are, like a lot of the fancier higher end ones are still made out of metal today. Um, wow. Personal taste plays a lot in this, but um, you can get like the gasketed coffins and stuff now. It's crazy. But we'll huh. talk about today yeah. in the funeral industry <laughs> in a bit a um, couple of interesting notes uh, during the 1940s during uh, World War II mm. in the US they stopped producing metal coffins um, huh. to save metal for the war effort like everybody right, yeah. was saving their like you know pop tops and their everything yeah to, yeah like... totally and yeah. so that industry was like okay real quick we'll just not do that so <laughs> Their replacement was actually, I find it really interesting. Um, it was that they made cardboard caskets and they just covered them with cloth <laughs> was their alternative, which is fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. That I just think it, I, I just find it fascinating because like if the concern here is like respect for the dead and like I need to show how much I love them by right? buying this like then super like, fancy coffin. Cardboard? But because there's a war on... <laughs> cardboard's cool like I, yeah. it's just an interesting priority like, shift once we've reached the point of cardboard like let's just do away with the box altogether you know but no like we still have to have the box even if it's literally a cardboard box like mm-hmm. guys 
let's think about this for a minute. Right. Let's like think all the way to the end of the thought. You know? <laughs> Instead of wrapping the cardboard box in cloth, let's just wrap the body in cloth and we can just put that right. down there. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Okay. No. All right. Um, and then I have, I, this gets into the more modern, but I just, uh, I have like a quick quiz for you. Hmm. Okay. So I'm definitely going to fail this quiz. Okay. <laughs> in the 1950s. Uh, there were over 700 coffin makers in the U.S. Oh, okay. Because, again, it was pretty localized. Like, you'd get a lot yeah. of local yeah. um, businesses. So today, I would like you to guess, uh, 90% of the market is dominated by how many companies? Huh. I would guess a much smaller number. Um <laughs> I would guess somewhere around, like, I think it's probably pretty centralized. 10 to 20-ish, something yeah, like that. about a dozen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is just dramatic and kind of insane. That wow. They are, like, remember. raking it in, man, because those things are not cheap. They My are God. not cheap. And um, so in 1960... Funerals were a $1.3 billion industry. Whoa. In 1960. Okay. So, and today, yeah. it's, as of 2017, over $20 billion. Holy God. But that's all funerals. That's not just coffins. That's, like, the funeral Right, right, right. Yeah. No, no, I know. Funerals are very expensive. They are crazy expensive. God damn. Um, okay. Well, then let's... I, I'll skip over this particular note, but it's going to blow your mind. But we'll go into, like... <laughs> Okay. The cost of such things today. And I, okay. I I wanted to look into these because I wanted to look at kind of like, we talk about the history of it being like the super 1% upper echelons being able to afford these like fancy coffins. So like, hmm. yeah. have we actually, has it become any more like egalitarian? Like, has it become mm-hmm. any more leveled? <laughs> um, average... Well, I went on a okay, so I went on a couple of like funeral home websites and I was like, mm-hmm. today yeah. we'll buy a coffin. And yeah. um <laughs> so <laughs> there is a cheap option, a super cheap huh. super cheap in quotations <laughs> uh option available on pretty much all of those websites, and I would like you to guess what that is. Um I don't know, like a f- couple hundred dollars? Yeah, but what does that couple hundred dollars buy you? Like a plain wooden box. No, a cardboard box. What? Yeah. You have to spend a couple hundred dollars to buy a cardboard box? So the cardboard boxes range. I can provide my own cardboard box. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Like, if that's all we're talking about is fucking cardboard, like, I'll bring my own. BYO. No? (laughs) I found cardboard. the cardboard box option ranged between $175 and $350. What? Yeah. What? That, that is, is what outrageous. Yes. That is what a couple hundred dollars will buy you. So then if we look at uh, the cheapest actual coffin, like, <laughs> produced thing, uh, what do you think the low end? I mean- this okay, is on the cardboard funeral. box is three hundred dollars. Uh, like basic plain wooden box. I don't know, five or six hundred. So you can find those if you do a by 
B-Y-O-C, bring your own coffin yeah. situation, you can yeah. find them for about $500. But if yeah. you're if you're working with like a funeral home directly, they often have like, here's your selection. Um, right. Yeah, of course. And of course. you're grieving and you're like, fine, this will be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, low end, uh, $1,195. What? Yeah. They want you to drop a grand Over a on grand. like the most basic on a wooden box. Basic wooden that is or coffin. Terrible. And then That's the high end just awful. <laughs> high end. You can go higher than this. Um right. I promise you you can go higher than this. But <laughs> on the high end, um on I looked on uh four different funeral home websites. So the high end huh. that I found was eight thousand seven hundred and ninety five dollars. God damn. Yeah. Typical range is between about a thousand and ten thousand. Yeah. Depending. Jesus. That's horrifying. I agree. I think that's crazy. And I think it preys on people's grief. Absolutely it does. Um because and and there were actually some funeral homes in the US that have gotten in trouble for like upselling coffins because they basically yeah. don't like what you yeah. didn't love. You didn't love your husband enough or you didn't love your mom enough to want to like have a yeah. nice coffin for them like a nice home for them in the afterlife and it's like guys stop being assholes like this is a box that we are going to put in the ground it's not it's nobody's home um yeah, yeah. and so that's terrible and so when you look at well actually let me talk about this before i get into the cost of funerals today um we're talking about bring your own coffin situation <laughs> yeah in 2004, Costco started oh, no. selling a lot of coffins. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. They got a lot of flack for it, obviously. But uh-huh. you still can buy them from Costco. You can buy a coffin from Costco. <laughs> and how much are they? Um, those start around $500. So you can... Even that is insane to me. I mean, when I think of the price of furniture, so I'm like, I mean, I yeah. guess... But yeah. whatever. Um, you can also buy them from Walmart, in case you're curious. <laughs> no, you cannot. You absolutely can. Do you have to, like, okay, but, like, how do you purchase these at Costco or Walmart? Because I admittedly have not spent much time in either of these stores. I don't know if I've ever been to a Costco in my life. They in definitely fact. don't have a funeral section in the back of the store, if that's what you're picturing. <laughs> right. That is my yeah, question. Do I have they to, don't. like, go onto the website and, like, yes. special order it? Yes. Okay. I mean, there might be I, Walmart is exclusively online. Uh, Costco, for some reason, I can picture a Costco yeah. somewhere that right? has like a section in the back of coffins. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, know. Costco seems to be like the size of a small country. So yeah, like, exactly. God only knows so. what could be back there somewhere. Yeah, or maybe there's like an Uber <laughs> Super Walmart somewhere that has one too. But I, I know you can definitely order them online. I looked through their selections. It was horrifying. And it was, I actually found my own weird bias in this because I'm like, don't let them upsell you. And this is ridiculous. And they're just awful. And I'm like, but for the love of God, like throw me, wrap me in some linen and chuck me in the ground. Please don't put me in a Walmart coffin. Walmart coffin. Oh God. Yeah. Like that seems worse to me. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Yeah. You can also buy, I mean, you can also buy them on Amazon. If you go on their website, you can search of course for you can. coffins. Of course you can. Coffins. Amazon will bring you anything. Um, and you can special <laughs> order ones from Disney. I'm sorry. Disney? Yes. Disney has its own line of coffins. 
How fucked up is that? <laughs> Are they like for children? They don't have to be. They have ones in all sizes. They often have uh, like a lacquered print of like a Disney thing. So I was looking at one that had Goofy <laughs> on it. And I don't know why, but that particularly messed with my head. <laughs> yeah. So you can get like a Snow White coffin mm-hmm. with like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on the, the top of it. I didn't see that one specifically, but I imagine one. you could. Yes. Wow. That. <laughs> oh, my God. There are also websites you can go to custom order ones where they will put, like, photo inlays, like, under a special uh, coating so you could print uh-huh. really whatever you wanted on it. You could be like. Yeah. All I can think of was somebody doing, like, the the posters from, like, the 80s of, like, the trippy <laughs> dolphins. You know, yeah. just being like this. This will be the best <laughs> ever. So I. Whatever. Oh um, dear. Yeah. Wow. There's a that lot. That is of, all very disturbing. Yeah, it's a lot of options, and I don't uh-huh. know. I honestly don't know who that's intended for. You know what I mean? Like, right? I was obviously not for the dead. You know why? Because they're dead. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying to picture the family member and like the state of grief you would have to be in to be like. Like, my mom loved The Wizard of Oz, and we definitely played uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow at her funeral. But, like, the notion that I'm going to, like, bury her in some ruby slippers in, like, like yeah, the Emerald yeah. City coffin, like, nah, right? bruh. Like, <laughs> I would not feel okay about that. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, wow. if you want wow. to, and that is the form that your grief is taking, and you can afford to do so, like, go for it, it then, right. man. Yeah. But <laughs> you do you. But, like, Wow. I, 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 like, my mind is blown. I don't even, (laughs) I don't even have words. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Um, God. So we're talking about, like. I say that I don't care what happens to me when I die. (laughs) (laughs) I now have an asterisk to that. (laughs) Please do not bury me in a Disney-themed coffin if you outlive me. (laughs) Or, like, if any of our listeners out there outlive me. Please do not bury me in a Disney-themed coffin. Like, just don't. <laughs> I can't think of a Disney character I like enough to want to be paired with in the, like, at my funeral. But, like, that yeah. would bother me less than somebody feeling the need to go buy a Walmart coffin. <laughs> That's like, also disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. seriously, just chuck... Well, and I'll talk about this, but, like, just wrap me in a shroud and throw me in the ground. I really... Oh, that's yeah, fine. for that's sure. Much, super much... Good much preferable yeah like way less tacky <laughs> in my mind um and then oh you start getting God. into like you know somebody had a lisa frank coffin at some point like because oh you can cost God, right? like, it's so true yeah. you're totally right <laughs> oh no so i don't know but again if you can afford if you can afford to do that and you want to you do you um yeah. go for it <laughs> But that gets into the the afford part of this. And so there there are a lot of families out there that fundamentally cannot afford the kind of services that we have been trained to believe are necessary, like Mm -hmm. when a loved one dies. So absolutely. The current cost of burial, like doing a burial Mm -hmm. situation, and this includes... um, like funeral services and and that sort of thing is uh, so wait that includes like funeral like so the whole which includes like flowers and coffin and burial plot and yep. headstone also headstone yeah headstone was included in this figure okay um 
And included the, the whole the, package. Yeah. The whole okay. death package. Um, $8,500. Oh, my God. On average. Which is just wow. not affordable for so, no. so many people. That's, no, it's definitely not. And I think there are a lot of families who do end up getting into that, like, guilt mindset of, like, mm-hmm. I I have to do this because it's culturally required. And, like, I loved my fill-in-the-blank, so, like, I have to do this thing. Yeah. And so there are families going into serious debt to pay for these things. And yeah. I yeah. – if you are going through this, I, okay, my mom died five years ago and we had to go through all kinds of stuff. But, like, do not let guilt, like, whoever your loved <laughs> yeah, one is, yeah. they do not want you to go into debt yeah, throwing them a yeah. funeral. So, like, just consider that. Like, if somebody's <laughs> telling you, like, wouldn't your mom have wanted whatever, like, consider whether or not your mother would like you to bankrupt yourself mm-hmm. um, doing this. For sure. For sure. So. My God. Yeah. I mean, my car didn't cost $8,500. I have a reasonably <laughs> nice little car now. So, like, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the alternative, there are all, all, there are alternatives out there that are much less expensive. So um, even if you do this with services, cremation on mm-hmm. average is going to cost about $2,000 to $4,000, <laughs> which is still a lot of money, but it's less than half it's, of. Yeah, it's significantly less, yeah. Of what you're going to do. And then there is the rise in like green burials. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have yeah. come come to believe that this is like for wealthy hipsters who don't know what else to do. <laughs> but um, depending on how you do it and depending on the area you live in, a green burial, which is where they basically, yeah, they don't embalm you and they just kind of like wrap you in a shroud and they put you to the ground at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That can cost under 2000 so okay yeah yeah and when we're looking at like cremation with services that's kind of going through a funeral home um and doing like all of all of that stuff around it but like we worked directly with the crematorium on my mother so that Mm -hmm. um yeah like we called that cuts out yeah that cuts out the middle um and then we set up the services through the local church instead of going through Mm -hmm. a funeral home so there are definitely ways to do this cheaper and honor your loved one without paying ten thousand dollars for a lisa frank coffin um (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah the average currently the average coffin or casket in the u.s costs twenty two hundred dollars that's the average people pay god just for the coffin just for the coffin that's insane yeah that is so like it's disgusting it morally disgusts me i do not say those words very often but like (laughs) they're preying on people's grief in order to make money like that is so disgusting yeah and they've built an industry of you know what's considered the norm and so if you're not doing these things like people look down on you and like yeah that that is like you didn't love your fill in the blank which is absolute bullshit and it does become Again, socioeconomic. Like, I, I think. Yeah, of course. I think lower socioeconomic classes are going to be more vulnerable to being upsold because uh-huh. they don't want to look like they were poor and they want to yeah. do better. Yeah. And there's like all of this cultural. Yeah, but they're less guilt. able to afford it. And so they're going into more debt in order to do it. And Much like, like everything that else. Perpetuates, yeah. like, their low socioeconomic status, to, you know, right. and like the cycle, like, the circle repeats. Like, right. 
God. Right. And there are families that just don't that or that they're so strapped for cash that they don't even claim the bodies because they don't mm-hmm. want to be held responsible for disposal on it. And like, right. Yeah. There are very few states, at least in the U.S. Um, I, I don't know if there's uh, like government funding in other countries, but there are few states in the U.S. that will give you like a funeral allowance depending on your hmm. income level. But it's not enough if you look at the money. Right. Like right. Michigan, actually, your huh, homeland. Um, they have an allowance for burial or for cremation, but it's only about $500, which is just not going to get hmm. it. No, but at least it's helpful. It's than nothing, I suppose. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, but yeah, so that's where we're at with coffins currently. Like, not to get too moralistic at the end of this, but like, <laughs> I, I think the greater narrative here is that, like, there's been a, a historical cultural legacy that these kinds of, like, super fancy, super expensive funerals are just for the wealthy. And I think we've sort of ended up perpetuating that with uh-huh. the current industry the way that it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I the whole, I mean, we can talk about this in another episode, but, like, the entire, at least, like, American norm for funerals and, like, death and burial that we grew up Super with, like, weird. freaks me the fuck yeah. out. Yeah. I would love I think it's friends. totally crazy and completely insane and, like, unnecessary. And super expensive to begin yeah. with, to, like, top yeah. it off with, apparently. Crazy expensive. Because if yeah. your average is $8,500, like, people are going way yeah. above that. Yeah, of um, course. My God. Which is nonsense to me. And, yeah, I would love to do an- another episode just on the feudal industry as a whole. <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about that. There are some <laughs> facts I think everyone should know and a lot of opinions I need them to hear. Um <laughs> And I was actually looking into going to the, uh, there's like a major U.S. convention um, for funeral directors. And I would just like love to go to that convention because I just <laughs> want to know what they talk about. Like, what are we? Apparently they talk about how to con grieving families out of their fucking money. Like, yeah. my God. Well, and I think another misconception is like, uh, there are two funeral homes within like a mile of my house. And they look, they're like old homes that have been converted mm-hmm. into a funeral home. And like, yeah, yeah. like they are both owned by major U.S. conglomerates. <clears throat> there mm-hmm. are only a handful of companies and they go through and they buy up these little like mom and pop funeral homes. Yeah, yeah. And they let them keep all of the aesthetics <laughs> of being a local business. Right, right. But it's going to like national corporate yeah. profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Actually, I remember my dad saying that he, one of his childhood friends growing up in Flint, mm-hmm. like the friend's dad was an undertaker and ran like his own little, you know, out of his house yeah. funeral home. Like old school. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like obviously not. It was, you know, a different time. And so not everything was owned by these giant corporations as it is now. But yeah. <clears throat> I found that fascinating. I do too. There's a little funeral home in my hometown that still has a, like a horse-drawn carriage available. Ah, that's awesome. Great. <laughs> uh, and the building was designed specifically for this, so they've got the bigger doors to bring the uh-huh. the caskets through, and they've got um, yeah, yeah, the way the um, portico is set up is set up specifically uh-huh. to be able to like maneuver. Um, right, right, right. Funeral procession through. So, yeah. And we should just the... say, like, 
for non-American listeners that like, (laughs) yeah, the American funeral industry is dominated not by like churches and hospitals and morgues, but by funeral homes. Like, yes. So the service, unless you specifically go to like your own church and say, I want to have the funeral here and like arrange it on your own, like the funeral itself is probably held at the funeral home. The funeral home is the are like they're the ones who embalm the body. They're the ones you buy the coffin through. Like they they do everything, yeah. unless you go like kind of out of your way. I think is my impression to like arrange it independently with multiple different places on your yeah. own. Like yeah, I know that's not go... the standard in many other countries, but like the mo- the american model that we're talking about right now like yes that's what it is and it's totally yeah. insane if that's what you're thinking <laughs> we yeah unless you go diy it is all within like a funeral home which again is usually like somebody's family home that has been converted yeah specifically yeah. for this and they've got like a little kind of mini morgue situation yeah. typically in the basement and then mm-hmm. um rooms available and they do actually often live on premises because they're available 24 mm-hmm. hours to so right if you don't know what you're going to do in that situation um like after you've called the medical professionals because you have to like mm-hmm. get the death certificate and stuff um then you typically call a local funeral home um yeah yeah we knew we were going to cremate my mother so we could just go directly to the the local crematorium, the crematorium. Like, we had that yeah available but um yeah, yeah if you have the time like if you know you know if somebody is facing a terminal illness you have time to talk about what they want right um and kind of go to the independent places but i think if it's a sudden death or Mm -hmm. you haven't thought that far or you can't think that far because you're just like emotionally unprepared like yeah Yeah, you just end up calling funeral homes which have a really high markup for everything Uh so yeah and it's not yeah, like I'm insane. not necessarily saying everybody who owns a funeral home is trying to rip you off. Like that's not. <laughs> no, it's obviously not like any individual funeral home. It's like the industry. The industry has as become a whole. Yeah. This. Yeah, of course. The hammoth of cash. Of course. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that like I have talked to people from other countries, and they are like they think the American system is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I because it like I does disagree. not work like that in many other places right. in the world. Right. That's like <laughs> just thought it was an important caveat to put in. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like Americans messing stuff up. <laughs> Two hundred years, um, to and including uh, death. Like awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's about it for this week. Thank you guys for joining us. As always, you can find us on Twitter at In The End Podcast. You can email us at In The End Podcast at gmail.com. And please continue rating and reviewing the podcast if you like the episodes. We really appreciate it. That's true. Wait, we have our first uh, Apple review. Yeah, we do. So that's thank right. you, Nathan, for reviewing us <laughs> on Apple. Shout out to Nathan. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you also write us a review, we will also shout out your name. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> if that would be fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
good. I can't. I can't wait to see what my uh, my new like Google ads show up after all of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. 